0: Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along today on this July 4th, Independence Day here in America, where we celebrate our freedom and remember that America really, its founding said history when we, as a people, said that we are free under God. And we believed it, this is our... Uh, American Revolution grew out of the Great Awakening, where we believed that God gave us rights, inalienable rights. We talked about this yesterday, and if you missed yesterday's video, make sure and catch it, but where our rights come from God, not from a king or some political ruler. And this was kind of a first in the history, well, it was definitely a first in the history of the modern world, where people believed we were free under god and as we saw yesterday we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created not just some men not certain classes of men all men all women all people are created not evolved we're not just animals created equal that they are endowed by their creator our god with certain inalienable rights and among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and again that our rights did not, we're not given to us by government, and therefore government does not have the right to take them away. These are gifts from God, and and we saw the innate dignity. And this is indeed, let's be clear, this is what has made America great. Secular historians wanted to say, oh, it's our natural resources, or it's, or it's that we have, have been involved in other foreign wars that attacking our borders. These things may be true, but these are the blessings of God, the kindness of God, as this land sought, it grew out of a revival called the Great Awakening, and we want to maintain that, don't we? Our founding fathers saw that our freedom was a gift from God, and they believed that freedom could never be maintained without being a moral people. That people, as William Penn said, people who won't be governed by God must be governed by tyrants. And indeed, tyrants, that's why we have them. When people aren't governed by God, they abuse their freedom. So let's take a moment, look at something about what the Bible says about freedom today. Notice it says, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Now, in the context, this is talking about don't go back under legalism. He was urging the Galatian believers that Christ has set us free from needing to keep the the, um, Old Testament law, the ceremonial law. He's called us to the higher law, the law of liberty and the law of Freedom and the law of love, which we'll see in just a moment here. And, brothers and sisters, as being under Christ, this is the law we live by now, the law of love. But this is directly related to the Old Testament law. You, you can't know the law of freedom if you don't know the Ten Commandments. Some people think of our freedom today, and and they, they think of that as just for the flesh, they think it is just for self-expression, or themselves, or do whatever they want. But freedom that comes from Christ is a freedom to obey God, a freedom to walk in the love of God. Indeed, if you love God, you won't serve other gods. You won't violate His name. You won't, uh, you'll honor Him with your time. You won't worship false gods. If you love your neighbor as yourself... You won't murder him, sleep with his wife, take his possessions, uh, uh, covet what belongs to him, or bear false witness about him, lie about him, damage his reputation. You and I were called to freedom. This is obviously, as I said, in a religious sense, but don't think this don't have, doesn't have implications and ramifications politically and economically and so forth. Like I said, this is America grew, our desire for political and economic freedom grew out of an understanding of our spiritual freedom in Christ called the Great Awakening in the 1700s. And this is what our country is born in, how our country is born. He says, don't be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Can I just mention here that once people lose their freedom or give up the freedom, it's very, very difficult to get it back. This is something Ronald Reagan warned us about. The freedom must be guarded. Every generation must guard it. It's not passed on, he said, in the bloodstream or inherited. It must be protected. Why? Because the flow of humanity, being sinful as humanity is, the flow of humanity, the flow of government is towards more and more tyranny, more and more power, more and more control. I don't know about you, but personally, I have no... Desire to have power over another person. I really don't. I'm happy with the life God has given me. I want other people to make choices, good choices of their own. I have no desire to control other people. Therefore, it's hard to believe there's people out there who want to control me. But there are. There are people who, it's part of the sinful nature, it's part of the sinful desire to want to oppress, control people. Don't think politicians don't have this within them. In America, politicians are supposed to be servant leaders. In the church, in the family, uh, church leaders, pastors, fathers are supposed to be servant leaders who serve not for their own ego or not just for the sake of power, but they've been given authority to serve, to protect, to care for those under their leadership. Under their authority. But if you don't have Christ and you're not walking in the Spirit, this can easily become a lust for power. And I think Paul's warning us, and indeed we all ought to be aware, once you give up freedom, it's really hard to get it back. Be careful to guard it. In our country, of course, you know, in the last two years, we've been in this epic struggle of security with the COVID and so forth and not passing along sickness, not wanting to make, nobody wants to make someone else sick. This The epic struggle of security versus freedom. And what's our government tell us to do in order to keep us secure, in order to keep us from getting sick versus allowing people to have their livelihood, allowing people to go to church to worship, allowing people to to be free and live life and make decisions as they so choose. A lot of us are deeply concerned, are we not, that the pendulum swung way to the side of government taking upon themselves powers that they should not have taken upon a free people. And the pendulum swung, the balance swung strongly towards uh, government power and away from our freedom All in the name of protecting us. And let's keep in mind, some of the worst tyrannies all started in the name of someone with power wanting to protect us, wanting to take power for our good. And we ended up seeing it wasn't really for our good after all. Let's go on back to Galatians. Guard your freedom. Guard your spiritual freedom in Christ. Guard your political freedom. Guard your economic freedom. These are gifts from God. Don't take them lightly, and don't surrender them. In verse 13 and 15, he says, For you are called to freedom, brothers and sisters, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. This is what so many people have done. In our country, freedom was once seen as I can take the job I want, I can pursue the, the, the occupation I want. It was freedom with responsibility because it was freedom under God. But sometime, as we grew prosperous, and this has happened to others before, they wanted to turn their prosperity into an opportunity for the flesh and their freedom and our freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. And so now freedom has become not freedom under God, but freedom for the flesh to do whatever we want. We have this huge... Controversy in our country right now about people wanting freedom to control their own body. When what does that actually mean? It means to abort, and to take the life of a child living within within the mother's womb. Is that what freedom really means? You can take the life of another. We want the people want freedom to have all kinds of sexual immorality. The the the, the commandments. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not commit adultery. The two most significant commandments in the in the and how we should treat one another, people are wanting to use their freedom to violate these laws of God. And of course, we know there's all kinds of uh, the, the, you know freedom to to gossip, freedom to slander, freedom to abuse our freedom of speech, to ruin other people's reputations, to lie about other people. Folks, people, when we, freedom only works, our founding fathers knew this, it would only work as we're governed by God and as we are people who have a selfless love for one another. But if we become, if we turn our freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, an opportunity to sin, it wouldn't be long before our freedoms would be corrupted. We'd be corrupted. The cult, everyone would be corrupted. So he says, don't turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. That's why you're free. Brothers and sisters, let's be clear. God gave us freedom to serve other people. And as our country, let's be honest, we have led the world in serving and love, in charity, in sending missionaries, in helping other countries, in, in in caring for others. And that's good. But let's not lose that and become people who just use our freedom to advance ourselves. Jesus taught us you you lay your life down, you really gain it. And we want to always remember that. True life isn't found in, in in taking, taking, taking. It's in giving, giving, giving. Through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's why we have freedom. That's why God gave you freedom. Teach, believe this. Teach this to your children. Teach this to your grandchildren. Have deep within your soul that as a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, and indeed as an American whose constitution declaration whose nation was built upon a Christian moral understand, a Christian worldview, understanding of morality and purpose, understand that our freedom is that we might love others, not that we might be selfish. What does he say? If you bite, we're to love one another, but if you bite and devour one another, take care that you're not consumed by one another. Oh my goodness, what a prophecy of our land, is it not? as we have strayed from our God, as we've strayed from the purpose of our freedom, as, we be, as, as whole movements have arisen, freedom is all about my self-expression, it's all about my sexual identity, it's all about I can do whatever I want, rather than be responsible to love in humility as a servant of Jesus Christ, freedom under God, a nation under God, a people under God, What's the result? We're biting and devouring one another. We're consuming one another, canceling one another, turning on one another. And indeed, this was the warning we've had scripturally. Make sure your church doesn't do this. Make sure your family doesn't do this. This is somewhere where you can have some influence. And we pray that our country wouldn't do it. America was founded as a nation under God. We understood that our God gave us our rights. We understood that they were a gift. We asserted that freedom from tyranny. We should protect it. We should watch over it. And indeed, we should be careful to guard, protect, and not turn on one another, which will inevitably happen if we're not a nation under God. If we don't understand freedom is so that we could love, not, be, not, not just selfishly get and assert my rights so I can be who have all the, but I assert my freedom that I might serve and that I might love. And without that, folks, let's face it, we'll go the way of all flesh. As a nation, we'll go the way of all flesh. Keep in mind, it can be discouraging. I saw a video yesterday of a 100-year-old of a man, a, a World War II vet, who just began to weep and cry saying our nation is not what it once was and what his friends and his fellow soldiers died for is not for what we've become. We can be quite saddened, discouraged by movements we see on television, and popular media, uh, wondering what's happening to our youth. We can be discouraged as we see more and more of a a celebration of sin rather than a respect for what's good and right and true and pure and holy in the eyes of God. Never forget, the key to to success in a nation is not the unbelievers, it's us believers. God judged Sodom and Gomorrah when he couldn't find ten righteous ones. The future of America isn't going to be determined by how the ungodly act. The future of America is not going to be determined by whether the you know, we have leaders that are atheist or immoral. The future of America, of our country is going to be determined by the people of God, the church. If we are who we are to be, if you and I are who we are to be and we use our freedom to love and serve others, to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be servants of the Most High God, the Lord God, and to realize it is He and He alone that we serve, if that's how we live, our country will be okay. If we don't live that way and we surrender to the ungodly, look out, because our God is Won't be mocked. We will reap what we sow. Father in heaven, we bless you today and we come to you with gratitude and thankfulness for the freedoms we enjoy. Lord, even with all the chaos of the last two years, almost all of us, we can live where we want. We can worship. We can go to church. We can have the job we want. We'll just got to work for it. We can get the education we desire. We can marry who we desire. We have so many freedoms, and so much of the history of the world and even people today don't have the freedom that we have been blessed with. Father, we do confess, though, that there's been a swing away from using our freedom to serve others, and so many use their freedom just to satisfy their sinful desires, and Lord, we 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 are saddened when we see that in the world. We're saddened when we see whole movements that want the freedom to take the life of another, the freedom to engage in sexual perversion, the freedom to mistreat their body and the bodies of others, and to use their their freedom in a destructive, sinful way. But Father, we also pray that in the church of God, the people of God, those of us who name the name of Jesus Christ, that we would not be defiled by these practices, we would not be influenced by these things, we would not yield to the onslaught of the world, but we would be, Lord, whether it means we must be countercultural, whatever it means, that we would stand strong, firm, and true, that the freedom we have is to love others. And I pray, Father, Give us a love for you and a love for other people, to to help people know the gospel, to know the truth, to walk in the ways of Almighty God. Might this be true of each of us? Might it be true of our families? Might it be true of our churches? We would ask it would be true of our leaders, our judges, our president, our congressmen, senators, and legislators our community leaders. We would ask it be true of our business leaders, our media leaders, all these people, Lord. But no matter what they do, might it be said of us that as for me and my house, we serve the Lord. And I pray, Father, raise up a mighty army like you did during the Great Awakening, a mighty army of men and women who truly, truly want the freedom in Christ to be expressed through love and the economic and political freedom to be expressed in love rather than selfishness. We pray for these things. We ask all this for our country, our families, our churches. Start with us, we pray. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay, folks. Well, happy 4th of July. I hope you keep this in mind. And as you celebrate our freedom If you go to fireworks tonight or whatever, you're probably around family, look for opportunities. Ask God to help your spiritual antenna to be up so that you can know there's opportunities to share some of these things. You may not have to force it. It may come up. There'll probably be discussions today. Look for opportunities to say a good word. Tell people about this live stream. Pass the word on. If you're new here, welcome. We're glad to have you along. I hope you subscribe. Hit the notification. So you can really be part of our community. We don't want to be people who are just kind of Christians when we feel like it, or we just get edified when we feel like it, consistency makes a difference. Right choices plus consistency over time is how your life changes. So that's why we're here every day. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 830. I hope you join me either live 830 a.m. Eastern time or later in the day, or even listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. But consistency over time will make a difference. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with his grace, make his face shine upon you. Might you walk in the freedom given us in Jesus Christ. Don't surrender to anyone, but walk in love. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.